Hey everyone, welcome to the first Experience Milwaukee episode of 2020. I know it took us a bit, but we've been working on a lot of behind-the-scenes details to bring you the best Milwaukee content ever. And that starts with this episode featuring Livability.com's editor-in-chief, Winona DeMeo Ediger. Winona and I had a blast talking about how and why she explores and reports on cities across the country, as well as her recent visit to Milwaukee and the perspective that gave her. We also touch on things uh, Milwaukee is doing to retain and attract young talent and new, less boring facets of the city's economic development approach. One thing, if you notice the recording sounds a little electronic, it's because we were both in different cities and used an online recording platform, the first for this show, um, but worked out really well. Uh, special thanks to, gotta give super special thanks to the Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation and full service ad agency Nelson Schmidt for making this interview with Winona possible. Appreciate all of you over there. And of course, thanks to our key sponsor, Transfer Pizzeria Cafe, for all the love and support to keep this podcast going. Transfer is a must stop place if you live in or are visiting Milwaukee. Thanks to all of you for listening. Let's make it another great year. Take a listen, then get out and experience Milwaukee. And now, opening music from Milwaukee's very own Black Belt Theater. Hey everyone, it's Steve Glenn from Experience Milwaukee, and as I said, we've got Winona on the show. Winona, welcome to the Experience Milwaukee podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. This is uh, um, the first episode that we've done where you are not in one of our fancy studios here in Milwaukee. Oh my gosh, I'm honored. I'm in so, the bedroom in Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Great. Cool. And and I'm guessing listeners are probably saying, what what does that mean? Why? Why? Uh, and we'll get to that. But uh, as editor-in-chief of Livability, um, I would like to pretend that people maybe haven't heard of it or you or something. I, I'm sure that's not the case, but um, we like to pretend on this show sometimes. Why don't you give us a high-level... Uh, background about livability uh, and your role there and the fun things you get to do. Of course. Um, I guess I'll start off by saying I actually do not run the site from my bedroom. This is a work from home <laughs> day and this room has the best acoustics. We have an office. We're a very real company. Just want to get that out there. But um, yeah, livability.com is a site that helps people discover their best place to live. So we do that through stories and articles about cool cities around the country. We tend to focus on places that are a little bit more under the radar, underrated, misunderstood. Some of the smaller cities and mid-sized cities, you know, beyond New York and LA is kind of how I like to give the elevator pitch. Um, we are best known for our top 100 best places to live list every year. That is a list that is completely data-driven. So we also dedicate a lot of time and energy to understanding what makes a city a great place to live, what people are looking for in their cities, especially young people, what their priorities are when they're deciding where to move, that kind of thing. 
And once we understand that and have translated the data into the best 100 cities of any given year, kind of based on the current priorities, it's my job to tell the story of those cities and really highlight what makes them special, why are they good places to move, what are the opportunities there, all that fun stuff. So that's a really, really fun part of my job as editor-in-chief. But I also think that another big part of my job at Livability is sort of in a broader way, pushing back on some of the narratives that people have and the ideas of like what where you have to live to to live a certain kind of life. That's kind of a big part of how I see my role. I sure. think I think that young people often think, you know, if I want to live like a cool creative life, I need to go move to New York and LA and I need to struggle and spend exorbitant amounts of money on rent and just be like constantly hustling and kind of not even really enjoying life that much, right? But that's not true. There are a ton of cool cities that offer really, really cool creative communities and opportunities that I just love highlighting. There are places with tech scenes and um, opportunities for startups beyond Silicon Valley, all that kind of stuff. That's probably Mm -hmm. my favorite part of the job is sort of piquing people's curiosity about new places. And when people come up to me and say, I never considered moving to fill in the blank city. I never, this place was never on my radar until I read Livability. That for me is just, it's, I just light up. I love that so much. That, that's gotta be awesome. And, um, I'm curious, where does the, I mean, I can sense, I feel I'm not, uh, we're, we're in different cities. I feel the passion you have for places. Um, where does that come from? I think for me, um, it took me a while personally to find my place. I live in Nashville now. I was born and raised on the West Coast in a small town in Oregon. Uh, You know, Oregon's great. It's beautiful. There's a lot of good things about it, but I never felt truly at home there. It never felt like it was the right place for me. And I bounced around quite a bit and kind of struggled to find that alignment of where I was living and that community and a place that really felt like it was my home. And when I landed here, it was such a revelation to me that I just, I want to give that to other people. So there really is sort of a personal mission behind this as well as, you know, we want to be in, we're a national site. We, we really want to give cities a national platform and help tell those stories. But for me personally, it's really, if I can help someone discover the place that feels right for them and help them make a city feel like home, that's such, that's, I just feel like that's such a gift. That's a, that's a huge payoff. Um, uh, what a fulfilling quest there. And so it, it's got to be um, a blend of super fun and super challenging. Um, but it, and it, as you go about the year now, how many places will you visit? Yeah, so it kind of it depends. I would say on average, I probably visit eight to 12 places a year. And then I obviously interview people and read and write about a lot more than that. Um, but it's probably about, I try to, I try to get out there and actually get to places as often as I can. Cause it's such a different experience, obviously to be, to be somewhere and really feel what that city feels like. Mm-hmm. I mean, and at that pace, I mean, it's nearly a city a month. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a lot. It is. It is a lot. Yeah. Um, so speaking of visiting places, you were in Milwaukee last year and, um, with, and, and 
in that visit, you got a good holistic scope of the city. Were there any like instant favorite things about Milwaukee when you came here? Yeah, I mean the cheese for sure. <laughs> yes. Um, I I I don't know if I was ever not eating cheese like at <laughs> my entire visit, and so big fan of that. Um, we stayed at the St. Kate Hotel for our visit, which is a newish uh, arts hotel. It's had kind of the gallery and the hotel, the kind of boutique hotel vibe. I absolutely loved it there. Um, I really loved the mix of old and new. I love I love Midwestern cities that have those, those beautiful, ornate brick buildings and, and the sense of history. Um, but I think Milwaukee's doing a pretty good job, at least from what I can tell, of kind of incorporating you know, the new housing into that and some of the new the new facades and the updated areas. I thought that was being done really thoughtfully from what I could see. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, I think the city sometimes tries to run away from the cheese, but just embrace <laughs> it. It's, it's, it's delicious. Just seriously, embrace the cheese. That's yeah, my I, one piece of advice for Milwaukee. That'll be our new slogan on the podcast. <laughs> Um, so I, I heard the visit here was, a, uh, might have been slightly different than some of the other tours you usually participate in. Um, can you explain a little bit about that? Am I, am I accurate and, and how so? Yes, you are absolutely right. Uh, I guess I'll start by kind of telling people, a lot of people might not know about press trips and how they work. So a press trip is something when a city will basically bring in a group of visiting journalists. This happens all the time. Cities across the country, they'll bring in travel writers or economic development writers or um, just sort of a group of journalists to experience the city. They'll take them on a tour. They usually have a pretty detailed and packed itinerary for over just a few days. They want to show off what's going on in the city, kind of push some different angles and encourage them to write stories or post on their social media about it. So I, I go on a fair number of these. Mm -hmm. uh, usually they are very sort of, uh, I would say like an, like an airbrushed highlight reel of the city, which is totally fine and totally makes sense, right? Like if you, right. if you have someone visiting and you only have them in town for two or three days, you're, you're going to just show them these are our highlights this is the best stuff. Don't really, don't look over there, look over here. Right. Like <laughs> that's kind of, that's kind of how they usually go. Uh -huh. um, the Milwaukee tour pretty much from the jump was different. Um, obviously we still saw all of the cool stuff and we still saw the highlight reel. We got to tour the Pfizer forum. We got to eat awesome cheese curds and drink great beer. And like I said, we stayed at the St. Kate and we went and toured the Harley Davidson headquarters. So, you know, all of that, all the great stuff was there and all the, all the positives were there. But what was different from any press trip I've ever been on was they did not shy away from the struggles the city is having. They did not shy away from the complexities of Milwaukee. And in fact, they really took us into the heart of those and said, let's look at these together and let's let's not look away from them. We want to show you these things. You know, um, we're going to show you like a factory that closed down and we're going to talk about how it affected a neighborhood. We're going to we're going to let you talk to some young people who have told us that a lot of their friends are moving away from the city and they're it breaks their heart because they're trying to build a life here and they want to convince other young people there are 
opportunities here and it's worth staying. Right. You know, so that kind of stuff. It was very, there were a couple of times during the tour, as I wrote in my article, that I, I was choked up or got kind of emotional. And that's not something that happens on a press trip. That that was that was completely unprecedented for me, and I really appreciated it, honestly. And so, it's I'm so I've got goosebumps now just from your description of it. Um, what what do you what does that say about a community? You know, from your perspective, and you know, if a city like Milwaukee is open about the challenges challenges it's faced, um, and and that it's working toward addressing and being open. Uh, from your perspective, what does that say about a city like that? I think that sense of openness really speaks to a depth and an authenticity that Milwaukee has that maybe other places um, kind of aren't willing to venture into in the same way. I think that um, I was only in Milwaukee for a few days, but what I took away was that this is a place where people they do want to get real. They they want they love the city so much, but they love it in a way that they are willing to look at the flaws and the complexities and really face them head on and make it better. And that spirit of wanting to make it better was so clear and so sort of intertwined with the honesty part, right? It was like, let's right. get real about what we're facing and then let's face it and let's figure it out and let's make it better. And that the energy of that and sort of the the momentum that that builds and the camaraderie that that builds, that to me was something really special. And that does say a lot about Milwaukee. And I think that you see that uh, across the city in numerous sort of age ranges from, from mm -hmm. very early stage, uh, people in the early stage, early parts of their career, even in college, all the way up. And, um, and it, that's important because I, like other cities, Milwaukee is um, very much focused uh, on retaining and even attracting um, younger people to the city, uh, new energy, new ideas. Um, what on the tour uh, from your follow-up, what have you learned about Milwaukee in, in terms of what it might be doing well in, in that aspect of retention and attraction of, of uh, younger talent, younger people, younger energy to uh, bolster the more experienced uh, pros like myself here? Yeah, uh, I think that there is a really proactive effort being made to connect the dots of of all of those generation and all those all those generations and all those levels of experience and really get people engaged in the city. I think the commons is a perfect example of a place that's they call themselves the a talent collective and they're really trying to strengthen and uh kind of put together that pipeline of these young people that they want to keep in the city they want to engage them they want to connect them with people who can help them in their careers and open doors for them and just the the amount of i don't know the amount of sort of loyalty to the city that that breeds and the new and the new energy, like talking to the people who are involved in that at all levels, from the really the young people who were being mentored to the older people who were doing the mentoring, was really inspiring. And you could see what just what a ripple effect that was having in terms of keeping people here, bringing people here, and just just creating that level of engagement. 
super important. And, and from what you've seen and learned from visiting and writing about other cities, um, how does, maybe how does Milwaukee stack up or how, how is Milwaukee doing around economic and workforce development? You know, and those are kind of, it's kind of a, uh, uh, kind of a boring term, but you know, how are we doing, you know, keeping people, engaging people, um, in from your, you know, sort of stacking up to other places you've been? Yeah. I mean, I think one of the things Milwaukee is doing really well is, um, you kind of hit on it when you said economic development sounds so boring because it absolutely does, but that's another thing in my job I love talking about is economic development is not boring. It might have used to be boring when it was just about sort of bringing in, you know, these sort of stodgy executives and pointing at a pile of dirt and saying you could build a headquarters here if you want. But now it's way more about the people aspect, right? It's about it's about really engaging young talent and and firing them up and attracting talent from other places. So really it's really exciting. And I think Milwaukee from what I could see really understands that because I was seeing them being proactive about about engaging the younger people and about trying really hard to get their story out with even the trip that I went on. You know, they're trying to get the story of Milwaukee out in an honest and real way on the national stage. And that's, that's huge. Super huge. And I'm, and I, I couldn't think of a better way to, to put all of that. Um, uh, so excellent, excellent job. I can t- I love it. I'm so, uh, I, I haven't, uh, done a recording in a bit. And so to jump back on with you, this is like super re-energizing me for all of this stuff, uh, around podcasting in, in the city. And now, now I'm excited to get out and go and do something today. Um, I love it. Um, and, and I think we take it for granted here, um, about, what we have and what we do and how we do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and even where we're going and, and maybe this is a slightly, um, not completely fair question for you, but, uh, how, from your experiences so far, uh, what do you think is on the horizon for Milwaukee, uh, in the future? I, I think there's really great things on the horizon and I'm not just saying that. Um, we, we've done studies where we surveyed millennials around the country and we asked them what truly matters to you when you're deciding where to live. The top three things that came back were affordability, opportunity, and diversity that it sounds like I'm describing Milwaukee and Mm -hmm. you guys, so you guys have all, all of those boxes are checked and you're now doing the work I'm seeing collectively as a city to let people know that all those boxes are checked and to really invite people, especially young people, to engage with the city in a new way. So, I mean, there there was someone that I met at the Commons that I she said something that I've quoted probably a thousand times since my trip. She mm-hmm. said, young people aren't looking for the perfect city. They're looking for a city that will invite us to help make it better. And that to me sums up Milwaukee so perfectly and sort of just understanding that and leveraging that of saying, we want to give you a seat at the table. We want your help. That's really, really powerful. And so I, I see that. I, I just see an amazing path for Milwaukee if that's, if that's sort of the trend that you continue on. And if you really do take that to heart. Yeah. And I think uh, people uh, who have been here 
in in listening to what you're saying uh in true milwaukee style will will say in their head that's really awesome that someone uh sees us in that way another person sees us in that way but damn it we've got a lot of work to do either way you know <laughs> I, true milwaukee style yes and honestly it's funny i see i think across especially in the midwest um, a lot of the places that I go and some of the city leaders that I talk to, they'll they'll tell me we're not good at talking ourselves up. We're right. one of our best quality is humility, but that also ends up it can really be a disservice to us when we are trying to get the word out about about who we are and why we're great because it's kind of uncomfortable for us to actually go out and say, hey, we're pretty great. Um, and I'm happy to do that for you, of course, but I was going to say, which is why we appreciate, uh, livability and the work that you do. Um, so a couple of, um, things that just came to mind, uh, will you be back to Milwaukee at some point? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I would, I would love to come back anytime. I have a lot of cheese. I still need to eat. You, Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and we make more every day. So <laughs> perfect. Yes. Um, I, I would love to come back. I mean, three days was not enough. Is agreed. And um speaking of cheese, may I'm 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 thinking in my head, do I ask you if you have a favorite cheese curd place or not? Or do maybe uh, maybe do you reveal that in some other way in, in the future? That's it's such a good question, and I don't, I don't know if we have enough time on this podcast. I, I feel like I, I really want to get, get into that, and that might be a, maybe another episode or something. I, I, I think you're right. That is an episode in itself. Yes. Speaking of cheese, I mean, we could co-host. Let's yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll plan something out. So, um, uh, love it. I, I appreciate so much you coming on. If people want to connect with livability or you or anyone on your team what are the best places to sort of uh keep keep uh tabs on all of the great content you guys are producing yeah so check out livability.com um and our top 100 list this year is coming out in april and there might be some exciting news about milwaukee Ooh. on it but i'm not gonna make any promises but <laughs> thanks um, and then you can follow us on Facebook. We're Livability. We're at Livability on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, we're always posting fun stories and and trying to trying to get the word out about places like Milwaukee. We'd love to have you follow along. I think uh, for anyone who loves Milwaukee, definitely. Uh, and if you love cities in general, Livability is the place you need to be every day checking out what's new. So Winona, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We appreciate it. Keep up the great work. And yes, uh, we'll figure out when you come back, we'll have a cheese curd off or something like that. I cannot wait. Thank you so much, Steve. Thank you. Yeah.